Hi, welcome to the first episode of Not A Girl Boss. I'm McKenna. And I'm Peyton. And we are so excited to be finally starting this podcast. Um, To start off, just a little bit about us. Um, I'm 20, I'm a college junior, and I'm majoring in both magazine journalism and women's and gender studies. And I'm 21, I'm also a junior in college, and I am majoring in communication and rhetorical studies and women and gender studies. So McKenna and I met one another our freshman year of college, so a little over two years ago, almost three years. Yeah, yeah, now, almost three years ago. Which is a pretty long period of time, honestly. And we met at our magazine that we were in. We were both little freshman interns. Yeah. <laughs> and we were assigned to work on an article together for the magazine. And we were both really excited to do it because we were just young, hopeful freshmen that wanted to write for a magazine or something one day. So we just thought it was so cool. And we met one another, started working together and What was, like, your first impression of me? Do you remember? Okay, okay. So, Peyton seemed very put together. And (laughs) I remember seeing her. You know, we hadn't met yet. I just saw her at the the meeting. And she had a lab... Her laptop case was covered in stickers. And it was, like, Fleetwood Mac, Stevie Nicks. um, Just a bunch of, like, really cool kind of... What's the right word? I don't know. She just had really cool stickers, and she had a very put-together look, and so I was kind of intimidating, intimidated, because she just, it was, like, quiet, too. She's very quiet. Yes. Um, So that was my first impression. Obviously, in talking to her, she's very nice. Um, We got to obviously know each other very well. Um, Yeah. The first impressions were, like, the quiet, kind of cool, kind of hipstery vibe. (laughs) I mean, I have been told time and time again that I intimidate people right off the bat but it it purely is just because I'm a very quiet person and I'm scared to talk to people so (laughs) it can come off as me being intimidating but I definitely don't feel like I'm cool so the fact that you thought I was cool is a really big compliment but McKenna yeah I was gonna say what did you think of me yeah (laughs) I feel like my first impression of McKenna is very true to who I know her as now in that like when I met her I I mean I was really scared to make friends as a freshman and so I wanted to like the people that seemed really outgoing and like friendly to me were the people that I wanted to like approach and maybe become friends with so I thought the McKenna was very like friendly approachable just very nice person um and Aww. yeah <laughs> and I mean that's very true still now but that was one of the reasons why I felt like comfortable to like be friends with you because the environment that we were working in on that magazine at the time um it was kind of an intimidating space totally everybody there I mean, we were working for this kind of fashion, lifestyle, beauty, just kind of your, if you think of a general women's magazine, 
that was kind of the environment that we were in. And everybody there was obviously older than us coming in as freshmen. And there were only a few freshmen on the team to start off with. Um, and it was definitely intimidating. I mean, these girls are older. All of them were insanely beautiful. Yeah. And they all definitely had their shit together. And as we've said, coming in as kind of scared little freshmen, just wanting to be an intern, help out in any way that we possibly could. It was uh, not competitive per se, but there definitely seemed to be kind of this comparison among people. Yeah. Kind of weighing, okay, this is what you do. This is what she does. Who's going to want the next job? It was kind of like like an invisible social hierarchy yeah there which in some ways is to be expected yeah you're gonna have your editors and then your your section editors and so on and so forth down to us at the bottom as freshman interns but it's hard to describe but it was definitely intimidating so I felt Mm -hmm. like having a group of freshman interns to band together was really helpful and then obviously being paired with Peyton to do our first article top 10 ways to de-stress your room Highly Hard-hitting journalism. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, it was a really great way to kind of meet somebody and get my mm-hmm. foot in the door um, and not feel as intimidated by the environment yeah. because I knew somebody now that I could talk to mm-hmm. about things, magazine-related and otherwise. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so McKenna and I became friends out of that. And then, I mean, fast forward like three years and now we've been living together for two of them. Yeah, studied abroad together. Yeah, we studied abroad together last semester in London, which was a really great experience. Um, But the story of us becoming roommates is, (laughs) it's just, it's kind of funny in that like, also, I don't know if it's a little sad, but... <laughs> Maybe a little sad. It was... <laughs> basically, Peyton had invited me to go get coffee, and I was like, oh, yeah, sure, let's do it. So we go, and we're hanging out, we're talking, and we realize that neither of us has people to live with for our sophomore year. Yeah. You know, neither of us had particularly great roommate experiences our first semesters. Yeah, um, no. <laughs> Or our first year, basically. It wouldn't have just been first semester. But we weren't quite sure that that was going to be the same direction that we wanted to go in. Actually, we knew that we weren't going to look at the same person No, I had already moved out of that roommate situation by that point. And I knew that my current roommate had other living situations already lined up. So we were sitting there at coffee and we both were like, wait, you don't know where you're living next semester? And so obviously we had to... It was low-hanging fruit. We had to do it. So we agreed that we would live together. And granted, we'd only hung out a handful of times up until this point. Yeah. Um, So we were definitely taking a bit of a leap of faith and thinking that, okay, this living situation is going to work out. We're going to get along. We're going to stay friends. Yeah. But we really didn't know any... We didn't have any other option, really. Yeah. You know... (laughs) And it was kind of down to the wire. Like, everyone around us kind of seemed like they knew what they were doing for the next year and so I remember being stressed out I was like 
shit, I have to find someone. It's good that she was stressed out because I wasn't paying attention to the yeah. deadlines at all. <laughs> you, Yeah, you were like, uh, if I hadn't asked you about it, I don't think you No, I don't really think I would have. I don't think so. I think I would have just ended up having to request a single room because I had not made any arrangements. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then right after that conversation, COVID happened. Everybody went home. And so we honestly lucked out in you know, given this awful situation that was mm-hmm. just kind of thrown on the world, at least we had potential roommates. Yeah. If college was going to be a thing in the fall, our school ended up sending us back. And surprisingly, we didn't get sent home when we did come back, like a lot of other universities. So yeah. it became really just us. You know, I had a bunch of friends who weren't able to come back to campus. Restrictions mm-hmm. were... There were a lot of restrictions regarding where you could go on campus, yeah. who you could interact with. And so we yeah. really had to rely on each other. Yeah. It it was a little a little scary knowing, like, because like you said, we didn't know each other that well. We knew that we got along and we liked one another, but it, that's different than living with somebody. Right, absolutely. So I kind of knew that, like, you were likely going to be one of the few people that I was going to be in constant contact with. Same. Because we had, I mean, taken a bit of a risk of choosing to go back to school, but we wanted to. We wanted to be on campus. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, we chose to take COVID a bit more seriously. I think some of our peers. Than some other people. And also, like you said, yeah, restrictions were pretty heavy anyways. So... I kind of did go into it knowing that we were going to be around each other a lot and, you know, we were going to probably be forced to be close fast and luckily it worked out. I actually think (laughs) that, you know, us having to be around one another all of the time made us become much closer friends at a much quicker rate. Totally. In a good way. Yeah. Like, we just, I don't know, we, going through COVID was a really difficult time for most people, and we really only had one another, like, in person. Yeah. To be with and rely on during that, so it definitely brought us closer together, and we also were good living together. Yeah. It, we honestly really lucked out because yeah. I've thought about how vastly different things could have been. And I Definitely. am so grateful that everything worked out yeah. the way that it has so far. Um, it's funny because I actually had my car on campus as a sophomore. And I remember having to, I had to walk a really long way to get to my car and we just throw that out there. Yes. And I didn't want to walk by myself, and I also didn't want to go to the store by myself. Yeah, and I wouldn't let her walk by herself in the dark all no, the way. No, we can elaborate <laughs> more on that dynamic in our relationship <laughs> in future episodes, but let's just say Peyton has more of an affinity for safety than I do. I'm the mom. She is the mom. She is my mom. <laughs> but it works. It works. I actually appreciate it. I've learned several things, so... We balance each other out. Definitely. Okay. So, I remember asking her if she would come to the store with me, and luckily she was always super willing to do that. And so that was another way that we ended up hanging out in close proximity a lot more often. Yeah. Um, was just 
you know, neither of us really wanted to go anywhere by ourselves. We're both kind of awkward in that sense. So having somebody that we could go to who actually did want to come was really nice. Yeah, I mean, we were stuck in our tiny dorm room all the time. Yeah. So I, anytime you were like, I'm, I'm going to Target, I like, I'd be like, yeah, I'll, I'll come with you. Like, I was so desperate to leave, and I didn't have my car, so I just, I really wanted to get out. But it, it was really nice. Yeah. So, so in all of these um, hours spent together in such close proximity. We ended up having these really long, thoughtful, nuanced conversations about such a wide variety of topics that we would always kind of joke with each other and say, oh, we should make a podcast. Somebody ought to listen to these. Like, you know, these conversations are so good. Somebody else would want to listen. But it was always kind of, you know, in a joking tone, we'd have finish our conversation and move on to the next thing. It wasn't until last semester when we were studying abroad in London that we decided to take the idea more seriously. Um... I've always kind of bounced around the idea of starting a blog, a podcast, a YouTube channel. If there's something media related, I've considered doing it for myself, but I have never actually followed through. Yeah. And so I remember listening to a podcast and the person was describing a cool media job and it was giving such girl boss energy and I just didn't feel like I resonated with what she was saying. So I casually scribbled down not a girl boss in a notebook and brought it to Peyton and said, what if, do you think this idea could work? All I had was Mm -hmm. hashtag not a girl boss and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember she brought that up to me and I was like, that's perfect. And so, you know, with the title, not a girl boss, we had just kind of found that we were discovering a lot of different podcasts and magazines and uh, social media content that uh, would would center career-oriented female college students, and they always had this sort of girl boss uh, mentality uh, pushed behind them. And while we could relate to their content in a sense because we're both career-oriented female college students, we've never really felt like the idea of being a girl boss uh, has really sat right with us. Yeah, there's always just been something kind of off. I mean, I still have friends that call me like a girl boss because truthfully, I want to work in media and live in New York City and kind of do the girl boss thing, if you will. I love pink apparently that's a big thing with being a girl (laughs) boss um so in a lot of ways yeah I resonated with it but there's always been something kind of off about it and I think it kind of stems from the fact that most of the people that I see labeled as girl bosses don't really look like me um I don't know I just think that there's something I think the real the core of the not issue because I laugh when my friends call me a girl boss and I think it's funny and I I embrace the the label to an extent Mm -hmm. but I think something that's really key is that I've always kind of felt like these these girl boss women love sharing their current position but they're not always too keen on sharing how they got there or how they built you know this empire that's obviously not true for all women not by any means but I think a lot of the, the influencers or people that I was looking up to 
it would just kind of be a case of I got the internship and then I got the job. But everything that I wanted to know was, okay, well, how did you get the internship? How did you translate that into getting a job? And I think it's so easy to want to kind of hide those secrets because they are, or hide, hide those facts because there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes that isn't necessarily pretty and it's not fun. Um, but I think something that we want to do is really talk about those things because success and finding success is not pretty or fun sometimes. And mm-hmm. I've, I just really want to be able to talk about those sides of achieving your goals and knowing that it's okay to be really lost and not always have your shit together. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I feel sometimes when I constantly keep being bombarded with this image of a girl boss, I can't help but feel like I'm behind or I'm not doing enough and that I should always be striving for more and more and more. Absolutely. And it can be really tiring. It gets really physically and mentally exhausting. And I just don't really think it's feasible for a lot of women to achieve. I think it's a lot of pressure uh, to put on young women for them to somehow figure everything out Mm -hmm. in their 20s and try and have everything. It's not possible for many people. Some, Some people are able to do it and that's great. Some people love being a part of that hustle and grind culture, Mm -hmm. but I think for many people, especially our generation and like the millennial generation, it's really been ingrained in us that that's what we have to do Mm -hmm. in order to live a fulfilling life, always be working, always be thinking about our goals in the future. And I think we have come to a point where a lot of us are just kind of tired of that. Burnt out. We're burnt out. And we don't, you know, we don't constantly need all of that in our lives to live a fulfilling life. No. I think I, it's really great for me to see people in our generation, Gen Z, trying to focus a lot more on figuring out who you are as an individual Uh, and thinking about the things you genuinely enjoy doing in your free time over just working constantly. And I will admit, I have a very hard time with that. Again, could totally be an entire episode about me trying to find a hobby and realizing (laughs) that post high school, I don't really know what it is that I like to do outside of going to work and going to school. Yeah, so... When we say not a girl boss to, we obviously want to make a point that like, we are not shaming other women that identify as a girl boss. This is not a podcast at all in which we're shaming other women. That's not what we're doing. No, no, no. And honestly, I still kind of like the girl boss label when my friends call me that. I don't mind it at all. And I do think that in a lot of ways, I... You know, I, I do. It's yeah. fine. I'm yeah. a quote girl boss, but yeah. I think that just kind of rejecting some of the some of the stereotypes that come with it and some of the the pressures that come with being labeled a girl boss is what we really want to just talk about and dismantle. And so really the whole idea with calling ourselves not a girl boss is just to kind of give voice to those who also don't necessarily see themselves in that label. 
and yeah. are looking for something a little bit different. And since yeah. we don't really know how to articulate what exactly would yeah. be that, that defining word, we just said, you know what? We're just not yeah. a girl boss. We don't know what we are, and yeah. that's fine. I think, Yeah, and I think that ugh, young women have so many different labels that are put on them that, like, Gen Z and, like, millennials have created. Totally. Like, girl boss. That girl. That girl and a pick-me girl and even, like, tomboy and all yeah. of this stuff. And young women are always playing through all these different labels. So, honestly, we're just trying to reject a lot of them and just... It focus more on having women just exist. Exactly. Just live your life the way that seems fit for you. But I think that within girl boss culture, it can really kind of prohibit you from being able to fully figure yourself out. Yeah. And so that's why we're creating a space like that here where we're just kind of voicing our own thoughts about like anything and everything that has to do with what we're interested in things that are like currently important to us um yeah, yeah. i mean we can talk about school we can talk about family we can talk about relationships what it's like to grow up as the talented and gifted kid and the yeah. problems with our education system as we see it yeah. we can talk about hobbies or lack thereof <laughs> we can talk about women who are creating amazing businesses and you know just people who are creating amazing businesses or have something to say have a need a platform to voice yeah. their thoughts um and honestly some some of the mundane stuff too you yeah. know struggling to learn how to cook in your first apartment <laughs> that would be me um yeah and also we will say that we're both women and gender studies majors. Yeah. So this this podcast definitely will have a feminist perspective. Yeah, a bit of a feminist lens on certain things. Not yeah. all the time, and we're definitely not gonna hit anybody over the head with yeah. that. We're but we're not perfect feminists and not I don't at all. <laughs> I don't think most people can be, but I also think that's something that the girl boss movement, you know kind of uh fails to address a little bit yeah or when trying to address it sometimes i think it can be a little misguided or a little narrow-minded if you will um and so just kind of broadening our ideas of what feminism means and just being able to have some really honest conversations and kind of pull back the curtain on what it what it is exactly that a lot of us are going through as college students yeah so yeah, there's a lot of things we're really looking forward to talking about and like featuring on this podcast. Like you said, we would love to have guests in the future, um, different women and other people like on our college campus or even like in our community that are just like doing some really cool things in the community, like having their own businesses, do having like their own brands, anything. Yeah, anything. People who are just killing it right now yeah. with work or school, just doing really, you know, impressive things or yeah. honestly just friends who we'd love to come mm -hmm. in and have a conversation with yeah. us. Yeah, I mean, we want this to feel really lighthearted, conversational, approachable. Yeah, just like when, you know, literally when we have our long-winded conversations about 
literally anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, so now we, we're just sharing it with yeah. the world. <laughs> um, we also are kind of self-centered and would love to always be talking about things that we love. Yes. Like favorites, music, movies, books. books. And any of that, we would Bad love to share. Bad reality TV. I have a true passion for it. And I would love to share all of my yes. horrible tastes with you all. Yes. Yeah. And just like any other fun segments we come up with, if any of you have any cool segments that you can think of and would like for us to do, you can let us know. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram at notagirlbosspod and on TikTok at notagirlboss underscore underscore yes so because the regular not a girl boss is taken on both platforms by who i would love to know yeah you know if you want to sell us the um the handle yeah you now you can dm us yep. we would be happy to contact or we would be happy to talk with you about that yes um but yeah we're really looking forward to getting all of this started creating some really exciting content and just kind of navigating the next couple of years navigating life um and being able to share our thoughts yeah we're really appreciative for all of you that have tuned in and listened to our first episode please bear with us as we are finding our way through this new podcast space yes um but we we promise we'll get better over time this is just the beginning there's a lot of better and greater things to look forward to absolutely thank you all so much for listening um we're really excited we will be posting every sunday so be sure to tune in and we cannot wait to really get this started yes thank you see you next week bye bye